Welcome to the Creekwood Church Podcast. Our church exists to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. For that reason, we want to take a moment and let you know about Growth Track. Growth Track is a three-week class designed to help you connect with us, discover who you are, and develop your leadership. Sign up for Growth Track and get more information at creekwoodchurch.com slash growth track or on our Creekwood Church app. We hope this message inspires you and helps you discover practical ways to live a life of purpose. Enjoy. We are continuing our series called Breakthroughs, and I want to talk to you about from the topic of transitioning into breakthrough. Transitioning into breakthrough is what we're going to talk about today. And uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 4, um, the Bible says this, we use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. Would you pray with me? Father, I pray over these next few moments, I pray that you would open our hearts. May we be receptive to your word today, Lord. I pray, God, that you would speak into our hearts today. Help us to have a fresh vision of what our life needs to be, Lord. We thank you for this. And everyone said, amen, amen. Experiencing breakthrough, and just to kind of review a little bit about what we talked about last weekend, we talked about two main principles. One is that there is an invisible world. Too many of us forget that there's an invisible world, that there is something going on besides what you see. And I used the illustration last weekend about the fact that you can't see the virus, the flu. Even though you, you want to say, man, I don't see it, but it's there. Just uh, hug somebody with the flu or shake their hand, you'll probably get it. Uh, it's something that you can't see. This, there is an invisible world. There's also truth number two that we talked about is that we're involved in this invisible war. There is, is this invisible war that is taking place, and uh, it, is, it is around us, and it is for control of our lives, and the enemy wants to control your destiny. He wants to speak into your life, and I know some, some of y'all are like got kind of weirded out a little bit when I said that there really are demons, and you were like, Pastor, I invited a friend. Don't talk about demons. Why? Well, I love you enough to talk about it because it is a reality that demons exist and that there are, there are some issues, some things that we go through in our life that, that, that you can fight as, as much as you want to. You can make all the resolutions in the world. You can have the best intentions. Those things are not going to defeat what is going on in your life. See, if you have... If you've struggled with something for over 20 years and it's been a, a part of your life and it's so destructive and you are like, man, I'm just, I just always have struggled with it. Listen, it's not a struggle. It's a stronghold. There is a stronghold in your life. And sometimes we don't really understand what the word stronghold means. Basically, a stronghold is a pattern of thinking. It is a way of thinking. It is it is a way of thinking that the enemy has convinced you to believe as truth. That baby just said amen. That's a good baby. <laughs> He's convinced us of truth. 
And what happens is that, listen, we can all talk about that, man, I got this area in my life and we want breakthroughs and we can talk about, man, I, my, my marriage needs a breakthrough and my, my, my kids need a breakthrough. And we, we love to talk about breakthroughs and we're all excited about it. What we, we fail oftentimes to, to talk about is that just as important as the breakthrough, it's the transition to the breakthrough. There is a season, there is a transition that takes you to the breakthrough. You can't just say, I want a breakthrough and just get through the breakthrough. And listen, I think that a lot of us think we have a breakthrough, but it is a counterfeit breakthrough in our life because we are still struggling with the same issues. We are still going through the same stuff over and over. Listen to me, we serve a God that is a God of breakthrough. So what I wanna get you to really focus in on is what is your transition looking like right now? What's it look like? Um, you know, you, you think about this transition that you're going through in the season before your breakthrough. And do you know that how you exit one season is how we're going to enter the next one. Let me say that again. How we exit one season is how we're going to enter the next one. So a transition is important. There are so many people in the Bible that, that they walk through a powerful transition in their life to take them to the breakthrough. Paul or Jacob are, are great examples of that. But how you come out of your, your, your transition, what goes on in your transition, it's powerful. See, some of you, you, you think you're going through a struggle right now in your life and you were like, I don't understand. Or, or you think, man, we're going through a storm and you're not really going through a storm maybe. What if it's a transition? What if maybe the storm that you think you're in, it's really a transition that God is taking you through working some things out of you. See, there are, are so many things when you start to talk about some of the issues that we have in our life. And do you know that God will actually lead you into a transition? Because he loves you enough that he'll take you into this transition. And it's important, again, some of us, again, are carrying all these issues that we've experienced from our past. Some of you right now, um, you, you look at a lot of your issues that, that, that have happened, that have gone through, you've gone through in your life and the pain and, 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 and again, we could talk about, there's a thousand different things we could talk about that we have these issues that we're carrying and, and we just kind of carrying them. And what, what happens is, is that, that they've actually overtaken our identity. We've actually learned we're pretty good at smuggling our issues into our next seasons. But God wants to stop you before you actually get to your new season because he says, we got to go through this transition right now for you to really get the breakthrough that I really want for you. See, God, listen to me, doesn't want you to experience a counterfeit breakthrough in your life. I'm preaching really good at the 11 o'clock today. A lot better than y'all responding, but that's okay. Yeah. I want you to get this because, see, listen to me. Some of you have failed to, to fight 
the battle in that transition. And so what happens is because you failed to fight that issue in that transition, now your kids are fighting a battle they, that you should have fought in that other transition. Your kids are facing some of the issues that you should have dealt with in that transition before your breakthrough. You didn't want to deal with that anger. See, I know, listen, we're really good at, at, at getting miserable in our marriage. A lot of times you're like, you know, some of you ladies are in here like, man, my little guy, he's just not cutting it anymore. You're like, this little guy that's sitting, now, don't, don't, like, don't raise your hand or anything, but you're sitting next to a guy and you're like, man, my, my little guy, he's just not cutting anymore. I need to get me a new man. And then your little guy, he tells you, Man, you're acting just like your mother. And that's it. You're like, you're out of here. I'm getting rid of you. Then you go get you another little guy, and that other little guy, you get in another marriage with them, and, and that little guy tells you, you remind me, you're acting just like your mother, and you're like, what's going on with these people? Do you know that 50% of all marriages fail? It's crazy to think about that 50% of marriages fail. By the way, do you know that, you, do you know that all divorce is caused by marriage? <laughs> that was really deep. Some of y'all had <laughs> What kind of issues? See, see I, again, I, I want you to know God will lead you into those transitions. Some of you feel more alone than you've ever felt in your life. Why? Because God's put you in this, this transition because he's getting you ready for your breakthrough. What kind of issues? You know, there are so many people that I run into that they got church issues. And you've been hurt in church and pastors have hurt you. Church people, Christians have hurt you. And, and listen, they may not apologize to you today, but I, I want to apologize. And I want to tell you I'm sorry that you've been hurt. But listen to me. You can't keep on just licking that wound. There comes a moment that you got to kind of move on. And I want to ask you this question because, again, you can talk about our marriages. You can talk about all of these different areas of issues that some of us have bitterness. You, you, you got this deep-seated bitterness inside of you that is like it rules you. It controls your life. It is somebody pushes the wrong button in you and you explode. And I want to ask you this question. I think it's a sobering question today is how far into your future do you intend to carry the pain created by your past? How far are we going to do this? How far are you going to go? When is enough enough? See, God's committed to your transition. He's committed to it so much that he'll keep you in that transition because he wants you to experience a true breakthrough in your life. This is why our church is doing a prayer and fast for 21 days because we are praying for people to experience in their transition, we want them to experience a true breakthrough. Tomorrow night, it's probably my favorite night. That It's one of the, my most favorite things that we do as a church. We have a family prayer time and I see families come in here with their kids and you know, it's from six to seven and you can, some of y'all can stay 10, 15 minutes, whatever. But what's powerful to me is to see you come with your family.
and see the kids come down to the front, grab these prayer cards, and begin to pray for people that are, they are going through the, the, these, these incredible transitions in their life. That is so painful. See, God is committed to our transitions. And God, God wants to help us through that. And, and I, again, I, I think it's, it's important for us to be honest about our issues. It's important for us to be honest about our issues. You know, my mother, my mother was committed to my transitions. And again, a lot of y'all in here can, can kind of relate. You grew up in a super strict home. My mom and dad were super strict, but my mom was like extra strict. She grew up in Arkansas. And people from Arkansas can be crazy. Like, listen, I never got spanked, and I know some of y'all can't believe this, but I was a pretty, I was a hellion. In junior high, I was terrible, and I had a mouth on me, and my mom was committed to, to my transition and making sure that I transitioned out of that junior high, my junior high years into my high school years, that I was going to experience the true breakthrough that I needed to really do what I needed to do in my life. And I didn't get spankings, I got beatings. How many of you got beatings? Raise your hand. Yeah, don't be embarrassed. It worked. You're in church today. <laughs> but listen, I think my mom was like, a, like, I think she was like this little ninja. Because <laughs> when my mom would spank you, like, I mean, she was crazy. My brother wasn't as smart as I was. My brother would not cry. He would just stand there, and my mom would come out all sweating, but I would, like, like, my mom, like, she would beat you and, like, like she was going to get you. My mom would spank, like, she would be beating me and stop and get a glass of, a little sip of water and keep going. <laughs> but I, I'll never forget this. And I, I, I remember one time my mom was, was just going after me and, and, like, I was yelling at her that I hated her and. I was yelling at her and telling her, man, mom, like I, like, I hate you and all this kind of stuff. And, and, I, and my mom just stopped out of nowhere. And my mom handed me, reached out and handed me the belt. And she said, you're going to hit me. And I looked at my mom and I said, mom, you're stupid. I'm not going to hit you. And my mom beat me again. <laughs> and my mom said, nope, I'm going to keep beating you until you hit me. And I was like, Mom, this is stupid. And, and my mom said, you're going to hit me because I want you to experience what it feels like to hit somebody you love. Now, I'm not recommending you go home and go, Pastor Stephen gave me the answer. I'm going to go give my kid a belt. <laughs> Some of your kids are crazy. Some of your kids will beat you. <laughs> they will beat you. They're like, come on. Yeah, you bend over. You're, some of your kids were like telling, you know, they'll tell you, now, mom and dad, I need y'all both bend over the bed and you're going to be stretching and getting excited and you were like busting. And, and like, don't do that. Don't give your kids a belt. Listen, I believe my mom, God was leading her and, and God, and this was a God moment. And I kept telling my mom, mom, I'm not, can't, I can't hit you. I'm not going to hit you. And it brought me to tears. It broke me. And I remember looking at my mom and saying, Mom, I love, you're my mom. I would never hit my mom. 
I remember it like it was yesterday, that it was a, a breaking moment in my life. And listen to me, God wants to break those things that have held you captive in your life and your transition is so important. It's, it's so, so important. Let me read another scripture to you in Hosea chapter 10, verse 12. Hosea chapter 10, verse 12, it says, if you don't know where Hosea is, it's okay. Look at the front of your Bible and you can find the page number. It's, it's all right. Don't do what I used to do. And like when, when I was in high school, I didn't know where all the books were. I just turned to Psalms and act like I was <laughs> at the book. <laughs> Some of y'all probably do that. But anyways, I mean, there's no shame. Go to the front, find it. Uh, it. Hosea chapter 10, verse 12 says, break up your follow ground. Everybody say break up. Break up your follow ground for it is time to seek the Lord till he comes and rains righteousness on you. Um, it says break up your follow ground. What does that mean? That means break up the hard ground. For you to really experience the breakthrough that you need to experience in your, in your life, there, there are some things like that hardness that, is, that, that your life, the issues in your life has made you like your heart is so hard. Before you can experience the, the, the breakthrough in your life, there's got to be a breakup. You got to go in there and you got to break that up. You got to start breaking up all of this stuff in your life. And again, this is what prayer and fasting, we don't fast because we're trying to make everybody miserable here. We're fasting because it is, it is a season where we say, you know what, this is, I, I need to be broken in this area. This is an area that has dominated my life for too long and, and I, I need to, I need, I need to defeat that. I need it to be broken in my life. Let me show you another scripture. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, it says this. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. I love that it says we demolish arguments. It doesn't say we just kind of ignore the arguments. And it says we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We demolish it. We, we, we demolish the argument. And, and I, I want to really, like, I, I want you to really listen to me. The spiritual warfare that is happening in your transition right now, it's the argument the enemy is speaking into your life. The enemy is arguing against God's word over your life. The enemy is arguing with God's word over your life that you are forgiven, that God's grace has covered every sin in your life. The enemy is bringing up everything that you have ever done in your past and, and telling you, listen, you are horrible. You're, a, you, you, like, you're just lucky to be in church. No, you're a child of God. The grace of God has forgiven you of every sin. Do you know something that what you, what you did 20 years ago and you've asked God to forgive you, God doesn't remember it anymore? 
God doesn't remember it. But listen, listen, Satan is trying. This is where the spiritual battle happens. And we, so many of us, we're letting the enemy fight against God's word and we're being passive. We've accepted it. Just listen to what comes out of your mouth about you. Or just listen to your wives. Maybe not. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm just what she says about you. Uh, what, you're, what you are speaking is it's you're, you're coming in agreement with something. What's coming out of your mouth is that for most of us, what, what, when it's all negative and it's all like, I'll never be able, and listen, I know some of you, like, like you thought you, you, you saw other people that were awful parents. They were awful. And you said, when we have kids, we are going to be a perfect parents. We are going to be incredible parents. And now you've got kids and you're just like trying to get them out alive from your house. And the enemy is going to go, He's going to fight you and tell you all kinds of lies about your kids. He's going to tell you all kinds of lies about you as a parent. Some of you used to be dreamers and visionaries of your future, and you had all kinds of dreams. And, and maybe there was a season that you just kind of like let it go, and you were like, man, I'm going to college, and I'm going to do all this stuff. And then you quit college, and now the enemy's telling you you're a loser. You'll never amount to anything. Listen, if you're speaking, that means you're agreeing with the argument the enemy has given you in your life. I love what this, the Bible says. We demolish the argument. Demolish is not passive. When I demolish the argument, it means that, that I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take up this argument. Some of you are getting a little nervous. I'm going to take up this argument of all the lies the enemy has been speaking into my life, and I'm going to start arguing back with the enemy because I am not going to accept what he's telling me. I'm taking up this argument about what he's saying about my kids, that he's making the anxiety go through the roof about my kids and my grandkids. I'm taking up that argument because they are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm taking up the argument. See, this is the transition. This is the transition before the breakthrough. This is what happens. This is where spiritual warfare happens. You got to take up the argument. Some of us, listen to me, are way too passive. You know, I love to talk about my mother-in-law. Makes my wife nervous, but my, my mother-in-law is like the coolest person. Like, um, she will make you laugh because she's just like, like, you will not believe this. I tell her all the time, you need to write a book. But you don't mess with her. And, and she was telling us the story about a fight that she got into. <laughs> when she was 21 years old and the neighbors, they, she was... Mary had two babies at home, and the, neighbor had a, the neighbors had this German shepherd that kept coming over in the yard, and she was nervous about that dog coming over there. It was digging holes in the, in the, under the fence, and, and uh, her neighbor's name, she remembers every detail. She's like, and Evelyn, she was telling us, and she's like, and Evelyn and Leo weren't doing anything. And she said one day, you know, Sonny, which is, which is my, my wife's dad, Sonny went out there and saw that German shepherd in the yard, and he got a stick and went after that dog and beat him. I know some of y'all are like, I'm calling Peter. <laughs> well, it happened like 40 years ago, so sorry. He beat that dog, and, and Evelyn came out, and she laid a cussing on Sonny. 
And Dorothy heard all of this, and she said, I, I, I woke up real early. You, gotta, you just got to know my mother-in-law. She's the coolest. She said she woke up really early in the morning, and she said, I woke up, and I put my fighting clothes on. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what's your fighting clothes? She said, well, when I got up in the morning, I didn't put my shorts on and a crop top. I put on my long pants and a long sleeve shirt, put my hair in a ponytail, and I went outside looking for Evelyn. Evelyn was coming out going to work, and she called Evelyn over to her yard, and the minute that Evelyn stepped into her yard, she jumped on her, <laughs> beating her, like beating her in the mud, and she had work clothes on, and she said her arm got so tired of hitting her that she took her shoe and started hitting her with her shoe. I'm telling you, last night, my wife's like, why are you telling this story? <laughs> I'm telling y'all because don't mess with me. I'm her favorite son-in-law. <laughs> she knows people. She's like barely saved. <laughs> when we first started the church, she'd say, now, if any of those church people mess with you, you let me know. Felicity, like, don't tell. But she was beating this lady, and, and then Leo comes out and runs over there and jumps on top of her, and they're fighting in the mud, the three of them. And then Sonny had just gotten off work, working night shifts, and he goes and jumps in the middle of that. And they're fighting in the mud and, and all this stuff, and, like, she's, like, going after them. I know some of you are like, what's the takeaway? Are you telling us we need to go beat our neighbors? No. Don't do that. What I'm trying to tell you is just that even though, listen, fighting and all that stuff's wrong, but she, she was protecting something that was important to her. And she wasn't about to let this pass. They weren't taking this dog serious, and she was going to make sure that they understood it. And too many of you are, are way too passive with the enemy attacking your life. You're sitting around at home depressed. You're sitting at home feeling hopeless. You're feeling like there's no future for your life. And the enemy is, 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 is arguing with the God's word. Listen, he's been doing it from the beginning of time with Adam and Eve. You got to get to a place again that you begin to... to do you know that your words are not just to inform, but your words have creative power. Do you know that Satan is not omniscient? He's not omnipresent. He can't read your mind. The only thing that activates what he does is what comes out of your mouth. Why would you put Satan on mission? By speaking those words over your family, over your marriage, over your husband, over your kids. See, some of us, we need to get to a place again that you, you remind yourself, you begin to start affirming yourself. I know that sounds so simple, but you need to affirm yourself. Words have power. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I love that. The beginning and the end, it's such an absolute statement. It's saying, it, I boldly declare I declare I can do all things through Christ. It's Christ that strengthens me. 
Listen, this, this 11 o'clock service, I, I wanna call you out to, to quit, quit giving in to the argument the enemy is speaking into your life and start taking up that argument. Start going back to him and saying, nope, I'm not gonna believe those lies. I'm a child of God. Nope, I'm not gonna believe that I, need, I, need, I should have a lot of shame in my life. No, I'm forgiven. I'm not gonna believe that anymore. Satan, you're a liar. That you stop agreeing with him and you start speaking into your life and start declaring what God says about you. See, spiritual warfare, it oftentimes happens after the issues happen in our life. You can overcome any issue in your life, any addiction, any habit. See, if you could change, you would have done it a long time ago. You've tried to do it. I, I'm challenging you to pay attention to what the enemy is speaking into your life and take up that argument and say, man, I, I, I'm, I'm not putting up with that anymore. That you begin to speak the words that God says about you. Get God's word inside of you in such a powerful way. You know, you think about this is that oftentimes we forget Joel 3.10 says, let the weak say I am strong. It doesn't say um, let the weak just admit it. Affirm yourself. It's that self-talk that you have this conversation that you say, my spiritual warfare my during my transition is I'm going to get to a place that I do not believe the lies of the enemy anymore. And that is the beginning of your entrance into the breakthrough of your life. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you for every person here today. I thank you, God, for how you work in our lives. I thank you, Father, that God, you care so much about us. God, uh, you never give up on us. God, so many of us today have, God, we've got so many things in our past. We've got so many issues and the enemy has come against us. God, I pray that we would be attentive to the words that he speaks into our life and that, God, we would begin to take up the argument and begin to argue back with him and begin to say, Satan, you are a liar. You are a thief and you will not rob one more day from my life. You are a thief and you will not rob one more day from the destiny of my kids. You will not destroy my marriage. Father, I pray that you would embolden all of us, God, as we do spiritual warfare. God, these 21 days of prayer that we pray and that we fast, that God, all of us, God, would begin to understand that we don't have to be afraid of the enemy, God, that we have the authority to defeat him. We thank you for this, God. And Father, I pray that you would speak so clearly into our lives. In your name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Creekwood Church Podcast. If you have been encouraged by the ministry of Creekwood Church and would like to partner with us financially, you can give securely online at creekwoodchurch.com or on our Creekwood Church app.
For directions, service times, and more information about the ministries of Creekwood Church, please visit our website at creekwoodchurch.com.